Hi, and welcome to the Ask My Mom podcast, a podcast for young adults about all the things we didn't learn in school. Here to share her knowledge with our generation is my mom, Jen Exer, and accredited financial counselor, Jennifer. If you learned something on today's episode or simply enjoy the pod, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to it. To get in touch with us, you can submit your questions via email to askmymompod at gmail.com. You can also like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at askmymompod. We greatly appreciate all your support. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Ask My Mom Podcast. Today we have a special guest for you. We have my friend Jasmine, who is a career counselor, and she is going to talk to you about interviewing skills. Jasmine, do you want to tell us a little bit Hello, about yourself? Hello, everyone. Uh, again, my name is Jasmine. Um, I've worked in academia for roughly 13 years, and about half of that, that time, I worked in uh, career development. So I'm very passionate with working with young adults, um, with non-traditional students, and getting them all of the career readiness skills that they need to be successful in the workforce. So I'm glad to be here. Thank you. I'm so excited that you're here. Jasmine is just fantastic and funny, and you are going to just absolutely enjoy her information and her personality through this podcast. The pressure. (laughs) No pressure because you are fantastic. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So Jasmine, so let's talk about interview skills. So mm-hmm. when you help someone prepare for an interview, where do you start? What's step one? Well, you know, by the time that you have gotten to the interview stage, you probably wowed them, you know, with the resume and the resume is very, very important. It's going to be an introduction to who you are as a professional and how your skills tie in with what their needs are. So by the time that they get to the interview, we're going to cover a lot of different things. Everything from dressing for success, making sure that uh, your conversation is is prepared because the type of questions that they're going to ask are going to be related to your intangible and tangible skills and how it relates to their needs. So we want to make sure that you have your notes prepared where you're able to have like those firm talking points about yourself. And also we want to make sure that you have done the research um, on that particular position because that's a very, very important talking point. So those are going to be the core, the core topics, the dress, conversation, and history, research on the position and on the organization. So that's where we start. You're going to be such a great asset to our listeners who are out there getting ready for an interview and not sure, Mm -hmm. especially when you're starting out you know, that first big job after college and that first like corporate interview or maybe a job with more responsibility, having good interview skills is just so, so very important. Because by the time that you have land that, landed the interview, they're, they're familiar with what your uh, tangible skills are, your hard skills, you know, in terms of, let's say if there's like a particular um, software that you're familiar with, the amount of years of experience that you're that you have, you know, in a particular industry. So when you get to the interview, this is the time for you to showcase what are considered your intangible skills or soft skills. And those are skills, as they say, cannot be taught. Your personality, your drive, your motivation, your charisma, your charm, um, your communication skills, your look, you know, everything. That is going to be the time for you to show them who you are, not necessarily what you know because they already know what you know, because they saw your resume or they saw your application, right? 
So in my personal opinion, just from my personality, I think that the interview is the easiest part because it's a chance for you to have a dialogue. It's a chance for you to talk and to show them how you would interact with their customers, how you would interact in the office space, how you deal with conflict. It's just for them to see you and, and to see how you move. But yeah, that's a really important you know, thing that people fail to realize. You, know, you don't have to go in there and, and feel as though you have to spill your entire resume because you have a short amount of time you know, with that interview. Generally, an interview could be about 30 minutes, an hour tops. Let me tell you, Jennifer, one time I had a six-hour interview. Oh my God, I died. I would die. Yeah, yeah. It was extremely That's pretty long. intense. Very yeah. intense. Like, it was an all-day affair. And if you could imagine being under a spotlight for that amount of time, walking around in a suit and it's hot outside. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, yeah. That is- um, but that's not the norm. You know, most interviews, you know, are as short as 30 minutes to an hour. So you really want to capitalize on that time and, and stay focused, you know. Um, prepare. Preparation is super, super important because you don't want to just go in there and just ad lib, you know, every, for every question that they ask, you want to make it relatable to why you're there and what the position is. Even if they were to ask you about conflict, you know, um, how would you handle this type of situation? You want to tie it into the soft skills that you have, whether you're, you know, you're an excellent communicator, you have great problem solving skills. As you prepare for that interview, it's really important that you look at the job advertisement. They're going to tell you the KSAs, knowledge, skills, and abilities. It's going to tell you everything that they're looking for, whether it's in your personality, whether it's in your experience, whether it's in your education. They're going to tell you what what they're looking for. So it's a really cool thing that I would always have people do. I would have them print out the advertisement and then right next to each of those bullet points, sort of give an example of a quality or experience that they have that ties into that need. And that's going to help you with your talking points. That's a great bit of advice. I never even thought about that. I just usually go through and go, yeah, I know that. I know that. I kind of know that, but I can, I can fudge that one. Okay. I got that one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, everything is visual, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you want to be able to, to tie in your skills with what they're looking for. That is, if you keep that in mind, you're going to, you're going to succeed at every interview that, that you go into. Basically, hey, I'm here to tell you how I am the best fit for what you're looking for, okay? You tell me that you're looking for someone who is very outgoing, someone who has great organizational skills. Whatever the situation is, you want to be able to tie in an example. All of their, their questions are going to be what are considered behavioral-based questions. They're going to want to know how you're going to operate in X, Y, and Z scenario. And you want to be able to give them examples and not go, um... Well, yeah, I've done that before. You know, when I worked at such and such, I've done that before. They want you to peel back the layers of that onion. They want you to discuss, give me an example. Tell me of a time where you faced a challenge with doing a work task or you had a, a, an issue with working with someone on your team. How did you, how did you, how did you deal with that? So you want to have those examples like right off the top. You know, the worst thing is to just get snagged, you know, with those questions and give them a vague answer and be like, oh. I love that you're using the term soft skills. Do you feel mm-hmm. that the folks that you help, that they mm-hmm. under, I don't know if undervalue would be the right yes. word, but they're the, mm-hmm. the actual interview. Yeah. Undervalue is yeah. probably not the right word, but don't. No, no, no. I understand. You're, you're, and you're right. A lot of individuals, whether they're coming in with education and experience or they're coming straight out of high school, they 
they take for granted that soft skills are super important, super important. It's not always what you know, as far as like the hard skills, you know, like having five or more years of experience or knowing a certain program that they use. It's not always about that because the most important skills cannot be taught. That's going to be your drive, your motivation, the fact that, you know, you can show up to work on time, the fact that you work well with people, that you're a quick learner, because think about it. Someone can have a bad personality and have all of the hard skills that there are that, you know, they can know all types of programs and, you know, be super experienced with that. But if they have a bad attitude, then, you know, they're not going to mesh well with the team to have soft skills means that you're coachable, that you're teachable. And if, if you have that soft skill, I can, I can teach you what you need to know, you know, as an employer, I can teach you that software. I can teach you how to do spreadsheets. I can teach you how to run reports, but I can't teach you how to be nice. I can't teach you yeah, how to be a team player. You know, yeah. Those valuable skills that, that you need to have a cohesive team and to run a successful business. Like yeah. that, that's super important. So it's important that you write down those soft skills as well. You know, because someone can get snagged on the fact that they don't have experience, but you can talk up your soft skills and still win an interview. I think definitely, especially in those entry level positions, because they know that you you don't know it all yet, but you Mm -hmm. want to be willing and able to learn, especially the willing part. You don't want to come in acting like you already know everything because those Mm -hmm. interpersonal skills in the office or even in I, Subway, those interpersonal skills make a difference. It doesn't matter what level of job you're looking for. You want to be mm-hmm. open to learning all of it. So it doesn't matter, I think, if you're looking for mm-hmm. your first job over there at Smoothie King or you're trying to get a management mm-hmm. position in a corporation. A really important skill set that many new job seekers will overlook is, is going to be with your transferable skills, right? So let's say if the only job that you've had while in high school was working at Subway and you're applying for a job in an office. So a lot of people will feel as though they're the underdog. Well, I've never worked in an office before. You know, I don't have any of those office skills and et cetera, right? A lot of people can feel kind of intimidated with changing careers like that, you know, going from fast food into more of a professional office setting. So what you would want to do is focus on your transferable skills. Basically, those are skills that you use, like abilities, skills, all the knowledge that you use in that past profession that apply to the new profession, okay? So an example of that, working at Subway, you were a multitasker, right? Because you expedited and you also communicated with customers. You probably also ran the machine. That's multitasking abilities, right? Uh, Your communication skills, your upselling skills, you know, as you're making the sandwich, you know, having to converse with with customers as they're coming in and finding out what their needs are and suggesting product. Uh, The fact that you follow safety protocol with keeping your workstation clean, that you're able to follow directions, follow sequence because you had to learn how to make the sandwiches, your cash handling skills. And then, of course, highlighting any type of successes that you had while you were there. If you were employee of the week, employee of the month, that type of thing. But those are all transferable skills. So it's really, really important that you, you give yourself kudos for the work that you've done and, and make sure that you write them down, that you keep them in mind as you're interviewing. You know, you want to bring up those points, not just that I was a sandwich artist at Subway. It was no, you know, I worked the line, I worked, I serviced 
approximately 50 people, 50 customers per shift, um, you know, X, Y, and Z. So never put yourself down for that entry-level job because that's the job that taught you the skills you need to move forward. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, two really important things. Number one, the interviewer is prepared. Okay. So I don't want anyone to think as though they have to, like they're going against, you know, Goliath, you know, with, um, with going into that interview and having limited hard skills. You have to understand that the interviewer has seen their application, has seen their resume. Um, they call them in because they see suitability. They're seeing that that person has the skills or the experience to do that job. So, you know, just, you know, sort of calm down. You know, uh, I don't want anyone to think that with going into that interview that they have to talk up so much of what they've done. The interviewer is prepared and they know that they don't have those hard skills. I mean, you know, yeah. uh, that, so do, that's something to... Do they take into account your nervousness of the interview? Um, yes, absolutely. They take into account the nervousness, but you should not allow that nervousness to affect your performance. Everyone is going to be nervous. Um, the way I look at it, if you've got the jitters, that means that you're wanting to make a really good impression and uh, you're wanting to do your best, you know, so it, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, that's why it's really important. I say to keep like a little, like a little notebook pad, you should bring like a little portfolio with you to the interview anyway. So just make sure to have like those little talking points. If it's like, an accomplishment or achievement that you really, really, really want to highlight and you're afraid that you might forget it, just make sure to jot it down or put like a little code word. So how do you feel about like practicing an interview? Practicing an interview, if you have what's called a CDC, a career development counselor at your high school, um, it could even be with your mom, it could be with your brother, it could be with anybody. Uh, what's really helpful is to go online and uh, research top top interview questions. Not only do you want to practice your answer, but you want to practice your poise. You want to, you know, make sure that you're sitting up right in your chair. Uh, with young ladies, it's always appropriate to cross your, your ankles and, uh, you know, try to keep eye contact. You know, if eye contact is a problem, you can always look at their nose and you all, always want to Practice, practice, practice with not saying, mm, you know, those type of fillers are and extremely like. distracting like, you know, you know, that type of stuff. Yeah. So you want to um, try to eliminate those, those conversation fillers because they're super distracting and it really takes away from the message. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is great. I was talking to Noelle and I was trying to, so she couldn't be here today, but I was trying oh. to get some feedback from her. So I, I asked her what was the most ridiculous interview question or experience she's had in an interview. So she said that they made her wait an hour and a half and then they told her she's not going to get the position because she's not a man and they don't want a female in the business by themselves. And she, that really upset her, not the fact that they wouldn't hire her because she's not a man, but the fact that they made her wait an hour and a half just to tell her they're not going to give her the mm -hmm. position. Although illegal. It is very illegal. I was about to say that. Um, <laughs> The, uh, first of all, I would have walked away from the position because I wouldn't want to be associated with an organization that has such practices. But number two, that is an EEOC violation. So, yeah. um, you know, that's, there are, don't quote me, I believe there are six protected classes and one of which is gender and recognizing those questions and answering them appropriately. You have to realize an interview goes both ways. It's on both sides of the table.
you're interviewing me, I'm also interviewing you because I want to make sure that I'm in a healthy and professional space. Um, I'm interviewing this position because you need somebody to do the job, you know, and to, and to, and to run your business. I definitely get that. 80% um, of questions that you will have, you know, during the interview are going to be what are considered behavioral based questions. Because remember, when you came in, they already know what your skills are. Mm -hmm. That's what attracted them to you. That's what made them use your contact information to call you in and talk to you. They know what you can do, okay? So what they're gonna do, a behavioral-based question is gonna be a what if. If you, were, if you were in a situation where you saw a coworker stealing from the cash register, how would you address that? That's a behavioral-based behavioral -based question because they're mm -hmm. wanting to know um, your, your, your problem-solving skills, how you think things through, how you deal with conflict, your ethics really crazy question is, and I'm, I'm hearing this more often than before. If you could be a superhero, who would you be and oh, why? I, I've heard that one. And like the fruit and all that, like, what was yeah. it? The dating game? If you, if you could be any. Right, 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 right. <laughs> exactly. It's a behavioral based, based question. They're wanting to sort of get an idea of what your thought process is, how imaginative you are, how creative you are how quickly you think on your feet. And those behavioral-based questions are gonna be tied into the type of position that you're going into. Those type of questions, be prepared for them. What is your greatest weakness? My least favorite question, that one. I hate that question. And my greatest yeah. strength. Because they're wanting to know if you're able to self-analyze yourself. They wanna see how transparent that you are. When you go into an interview, that is lights, camera, action. Who is Jennifer? Who is Jasmine, like intrinsically? Like, who are you? Like, what makes you tick? The information that they're getting is also going to help them decide if you're a good fit for the culture of their team. Don't ever be afraid to be yourself. So Noelle had another question for you. She, okay. she wanted to know, when you're wrapping up the interview and they ask you, do you have any questions for us? What are you supposed to ask them? Anything, anything, but what the salary is. Okay, um, so don't ask them what the pay is. No, that is actually very taboo. Um, you can ask them about other things related to compensation, but it's considered taboo to ask what the pay is. And the reason behind that is that you don't want that to be a focal point. It's important. They know it and you know it. But you just don't want to bring that up in conversation unless until they initiate the conversation. But the rule of thumb when it comes to questions, you never, ever, that will be a bomb. You never want to say, I don't have any questions at this time. I don't care. I've had, I've had situations where really a lot of the questions that I had were answered within the interview. Or I knew the answer to the question because of my research. But because I was at a blank, I asked it anyway. They don't know what I don't know. You know, so uh, a common question would be, how soon are you looking to fill this position? And that's getting you a little bit closer to whether or not it's suitable for you or not. You know, if they're needing somebody next week and you know you got to give a two week, if they're looking for someone in the next two weeks, then you know, okay, I should be getting a call rather quickly from this job because they know that I'm working and that I need two weeks and they're needing someone in two and a half weeks. So they know, you know, the turnaround is rather quick. 
So that's a really good question. How quickly are you looking uh, to fill the position? Um, are benefits offered for this position? That's a compensation question, but it's not salary. So it's benefit. Okay, so you can ask about benefits, but not this, the income. Salary. Yeah, because yeah. okay. there's the you know there's the difference between salary and compensation. Compensation is going to include salary, benefits, work-life balance, all the warm and fuzzies, everything that makes working there pleasurable. So you can ask about anything else in that compensation, but raw dollars. Let's not talk about salary until they bring it up. And nine times out of ten, if an employer during that interview asks about salary, that means you're probably good in the running. Um, oh, wow. Okay. You can ask about benefits. Uh, you can also ask about the work schedule. Will I be required to work weekends? You can ask anything, but you always want to have about two questions in your back pocket. Okay. So prepare those always. ahead of time. Ahead of time. So definitely, you know, when it comes to interviewing, the key is relaxing. You know, the way that you prepare for an interview would be to make sure that you have a good night's rest. Uh, you want to make sure that you have your clothing attire set out. And most importantly, that you know where you're going. Because there's nothing worse than feeling flustered, not knowing what door, what entrance to go into, what floor you're going to, who are you interviewing with, do you know who to ask for, what exit do I have to take, what time do I have to get there, and what time do I have to leave out, am I going to be leaving out during um, lunch hour traffic and I'll put myself late, you know, you, you have to, in some situations, you know, it's always good to do a test run drive there the day before, or a couple of days before, when you secure the interview, you make sure that you have clarity as to like what entrance that you're going into. Do I have to stop at the reception desk? Is, will it be on the second floor? Who will I be meeting with? Just so that you have all of those ducks in a row so that you're walking in with confidence and that you've planned appropriately time-wise, you know? If you're on time, you're late. If your interview is at three o'clock, you really should be showing up around 2.40. Not before that. Because showing up too early is a sign of disrespect. Because who is going to let someone sit out in a waiting room for 45 minutes, aside from, you know, Noelle's interviewer, but other than that, <laughs> you know, but uh, the average person is not going to allow you just to sit in a waiting room for that long. So now you've put pressure on them to take you early. Uh, rule of thumb, about maybe 20 minutes is, is suitable, 15 to 20 minutes, but never on time. Never on time. Um, but you know, having everything ready from the map, the clothing that you're wearing, the questions that you'll be asking, all of those things are super, super important because it's going to lend to your confidence and the fact that you'll just be very relaxed. You just feel good because you feel prepared and that's super, super important. Thank you, Jasmine. I'm ready for my next interview. I might just go right. for another job just to try it all out. Yes. You're such and, a wealth uh, of knowledge. And you're so fantastic um, to talk to. Thank you. You know, one thing I, I wanted to add really quickly as it relates to dressing for success, that tends to be a, a big challenge, especially with new job seekers. You always want to wear business professional or professional wear, regardless of the type of position that you're applying for. I don't care if you're applying for a job at McDonald's. You don't want to walk in in skinny jeans and a dress shirt with heels. You still don't want to do that but maybe a nice skirt with heels and a dress shirt. But if you ever need additional guidance or suggestions, dress for success 
has an amazing program for job seekers. Not only do they help with clothing, but they also, uh, they have classes there and they teach you how to accessorize and how to piece together professional attire to make it work and in, in, so that it's suitable. When I worked at the university, one challenge that I saw, you know, with a lot of the younger students is that when they would show up for the job fairs, many of them, no joke, they're wearing shorts, some of them were wearing uh, sandal heels with clothing that's a little bit too tight, too short, or showing too much cleavage, uh, backs out, tattoos exposed. The job market is changing. First of all, you want to do your research on the organization because some organizations are more lax with things. Uh, you can go into an emergency room right now and an RN or a doctor can come see you with a tattooed sleeve. So whereas back in the days, you would never see any professionals with tattoos exposed. So it depends on the culture of the organization. You want to do your research. You know, some people would say, put on something that you would wear to church. Well, no, because some people go to churches that have a lax dress code, you know, but the rule of thumb, just like a nice dress shirt, dress slacks or a skirt, and then you can wear like flats and heels, but never feel as though you have the permission to walk in with, with jeans or something. Just got to be really careful. Look at yourself in the mirror. Always ask a friend or a family member, you know, their advice on what you have on, because sometimes it's kind of hard for a person to tell, like, is this appropriate? Is this skirt too short? Or does this shirt go down a little bit too far? You know, you just always want to ask someone that, someone's advice. That's a first uh, opportunity for you to make a solid impression. By wearing inappropriate attire, you can wind up canceling out your chances to get a job before you even sit down for the interview. And that's really sad. There, I've seen people that interview wonderfully, but they gave the wrong impression with their interviewing attire. Because if you are attiring that way for an interview, how will you come to work? How will you be able to adhere to our dress code policy? You know, we don't allow X, Y, and Z. For uh, professional attire, you never want to wear red or white. Not all white. I've seen some people put on all white suits, uh, but if it's white and it has like splashes of color on it, that's one thing, but don't go in like total white. You know, it could be a little distracting, but what they consider power colors would be blue and black. And you can always accessorize with lighter things um, like a camisole could be white underneath a black blazer, or you can have a blazer with a light blue camisole with tan pants. It could be something of that sort, but those are considered power colors. Red is considered inappropriate. Uh, white is a little passive. You don't want to put on anything that will be a distraction to your message, but black and blue, you can't go wrong with them. That's good information. I never thought about really what color I was wearing, just that it was business attire. Yeah. If you go to any uh, forum and it talks about uh, dress code, that those are the two colors that they'll tell you about. So I would say, I think if everyone pays attention to what you just told us all, they're a shoe in in their next interview. Yes. I think this is, absolutely. This is such absolutely. great information because interviews are hard. I don't like interviews. They're very difficult. So yeah, yeah, my resume has all kinds of stuff, but that interview, that's the hard part. Now I feel like I have a couple more tricks in my pocket. Yeah. Going to that interview, you just focus on being yourself. Don't try to be another version. Don't try to be what they're looking for. Have the skills that they're looking for, but intrinsically, personality-wise, your presentation, you be you because they could be looking for 
a person just like you. But if you go in attempting to have another personality, just be yourself. Yeah. Just go in fine. there and just show them who you are. That's my philosophy on it. Well, this has been awesome. I so I appreciate you, you being here. Well. I wish Noelle could have been here today because I know she would have had a bazillion questions for you. But that's, oh man, any time, you know, I'm super passionate about it. And there are many different facets of, you know, um, uh, of getting prepared and doing your best with an interview, even with your follow-up thank you letters. So anything that you need, if you need me to come back, if you have any questions, just let me know. Yeah. And I'm if here. you, and if you folks have questions for Jasmine, send us an email at askmymompod at gmail.com. And I will make sure Jasmine gets those questions and your passion absolutely shines through in yeah, what you just yeah. told us. And I've seen you in action helping folks at <laughs> those interviews and with LinkedIn and with everything else. And oh, yeah. you're just amazing. And you're oh, such an inspiration. thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate you're amazing you so too. <laughs> I guess it takes all of us to help our target audience to be successful. And that's the goal because we want them mm -hmm. to be successful. So I thank you so yeah. much. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Ask My Mom. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ask My Mom podcast. You can get in touch with us on Facebook at Ask My Mom Pod. You can email any questions to askmymompod at gmail.com. And of course, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you are listening to this. Thank you.